Hi, and welcome back to this episode of the podcast. This particular topic among all the hiring topics has been on my heart to share with you for a long time, and I'm so excited that we finally get to talk about it today. Now, you might be wondering why I say hiring isn't a magic bullet, and I hope you know the goal of this episode is not to discourage you from hiring, not at all. It's to encourage you not to wait until things are so bad that you can't see your way out of the hole, i.e. hire before you're ready, or to say that if this is you and you've waited too long, let's get a plan together, but also have reasonable expectations about what bringing on a team member or another team member will look like for you and mean for your business. So why do I say hiring isn't a magic bullet? Well, first, it takes time to hire correctly. I know you could go post in a Facebook group. We're all familiar with these groups and you could say, hey, I need a virtual assistant. Can you help me? And you'll have 20, 50, 100 replies in a matter of 24 hours, not to mention the DMs that are going to come through. But is that the type of hiring that's really going to help you long term and get you out of the hole or to help you achieve your goals? Not usually. Now, sometimes we can get really lucky and and those kind of things can work out. But I would say as a whole, that's not the ideal way to go about finding somebody to work with you. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there's not value in finding people that participate in groups once you're clear on what you need, why you need it, and the specifics around it. But to come from a place of, I am drowning, I need some help yesterday, I'm not going to think this through. I don't even know what my next steps are, but I'm just going to post this and hope that somebody comes through and just helps me. That's not an ideal way you want to bring somebody on. Another thing I think it's important to think about when talking about hiring is that ideally you need to have some minimum systems created or at least know what you're going to use for those systems. And what do I mean by this? You need a way to assign tasks. You need a way to track due dates, set due dates, and then track to see if things are getting done. You need a way to communicate with whoever is working with you. And you can set something up like Slack. You could do it by email. You could do it by Voxer. You could use a combination. But having that setup and the expectation before you bring somebody on is really important. Otherwise, you might be assigning things in Facebook DM. You might be assigning things via email, but you're going to forget what you assign. You're not going to have a good eye on when it's due, when you can expect it. Those types of things are not going to lessen your stress if you don't have some minimum systems set up. Now, if you don't have the time or interest to set these up, you can bring someone on that's a very organized, like an Enneagram One type virtual assistant who would love to set up these things for you, but at least know that that should be part of bringing somebody onto your team. Another thing to consider is that at first, when you bring someone on, things may take longer than when you did them yourself. So you may think, well, I did this set amount of tasks and it took me five hours. So I'm going to hire somebody to do five hours worth of work for me. 
Now it's okay to have that as a guideline that I would like something to take this long or eventually things can take this long. But in reality, as somebody's getting to know your systems, they're getting to know how you do things. They're getting to know your expectations, your brand, your brand's voice, the way you like your graphics done, all of those things, there's going to be a little bit in the beginning, more time taken to get the same things done. It doesn't mean it's going to be like that forever, but you can't have the expectation that someone you bring on that doesn't know your systems, that is not familiar with your business, is going to be able to complete the task and get things done in the same amount of time. So know that there's going to be a period of 30 to even 60 days, depending on the scope of what you're having someone work on, that there's going to be some training, there's going to be some back and forth, some feedback ideally, so that that person can really hone in and get what you want done and get those hours to be as efficient as possible while still taking things off your plate. And that goes into the next point. It does take some time to manage another person or a team if you have multiple people. So you're going to have communication ideally in the beginning and maybe throughout as you add in new tasks, platforms, software, clients, you're going to have some training. You're going to want to do some check-ins with people, a minimum probably it's good to have a monthly meeting, even if it's 30 minutes to check in. You could send a Monday Voxer and just say, this is what I have going on this week. What do you have going on? Checking status on some things, but there's going to need to be a loop that you set that could be a shift in mindset and a shift of expectations. And that can also include looking over the hours that people use. This is not to micromanage anybody, by the way, but it's to say, hey, I noticed, you know, this graphics task took two hours. So the person you brought on either might not be great at graphics. It's not in their wheelhouse. They might be really strong at something else, but not great at graphics. And so you can think about, okay, this isn't the task for them. Let's find someone else who this task is a good fit for, or I'll keep it until we bring that person on the team. Or if something's taking really long, you might be able to brainstorm with them or even have them do some research. For example, if they're spending X amount of time per month approving people to be in your Facebook group? Is there an inexpensive software or something that you can set up that will automatically put people in? And then all they have to look at are those one-offs that maybe don't fill out all the right questions. I think looking at those things with that CEO mindset and an eye on where can we make sure that we're being the most efficient, the tasks are assigned to the right person, And where can we bring in some software automations to use that as an employee per se and take some tasks off of our plate so I can leverage the amount of hours that I am investing in someone else to help me with my business. Now, another reason why I would say that hiring isn't a magic bullet is that there could be a certain amount of mindset shifts that are going to be involved as you grow your business and bring on team members to support. At every level of business, I think we have to expect that there are going to be shifts in mindsets and patterns that we've set in previous iterations of our business and our life that are going to need to change, shift. We're going to need to rethink some things. And part of that is the mindset shift of becoming someone's employer or boss, as opposed to just being a solopreneur. When I first hired I definitely had some of the more frantic energy of, 
I don't even have the time to sit and think about what I need to assign to you or what you can help with. And that really wasn't an ideal use of that person's time. And it wasn't an ideal use of my time. I think sometimes it's also hard for women, especially to ask for and receive support. I think we can't discount that in our lives and depending on, you know, lots of factors, but we just might not be used to asking for and or receiving support. That could be a muscle that is something that really needs to be strengthened. And so it could be a little rocky in the beginning as you think about, you might, I've seen people hire and then not utilize the people they hire because they think, oh, I don't want to bother them or I'll just do it myself. And that's part of that mindset. If you do have that experience or you think that could be the case, make sure you communicate that, you know, if not in hiring, when you bring someone on and say, Hey, this is new for me, or I'm not great at asking for help. So I'll need you to check in with me. And can you please just ask or remind me that you're here to support, like whatever you need, make sure you speak those things and know that that also could take some adjusting on your part. Now, it might sound like with all these things that I said that I'm telling you not to hire or that it's going to take all this time and energy. That's not what I'm saying, but I do want people to think about, I think sometimes I hear people and they say, or they have this expectation that I'm going to make a hire on Monday and then by Friday, I'm going to be, you know, sipping pina coladas by the beach. Not to that extreme, but They're expecting to feel this large weight lifted off of them. And I can tell you that things will shift, but typically they're not going to shift that quickly overnight. There's going to be work on both sides. It's going to take that to get to where you want to be. So in case I left you discouraged from the first part, why should you hire? Hiring and managing a team is just like any other skill that you have in business. You can learn it. And it does get easier. When we first started, there was hundreds, if not thousands of things we felt like we needed to learn. And I think we don't even realize or think back and give ourselves credit, all the things that we have retained that's now just an everyday part of our brain that felt so overwhelming in the beginning. And hiring, manage a team is just another one of those things that once you do it, when you think back, you're not going to remember why it felt so overwhelming to you because it will become a natural part of who you are and how you run your business. And the good news is that once you find the right person and get into that groove, things do start to get done like magic. And it is such a relief when you're able to put things in your project management tool that normally you would have to block out a big chunk of time to get done. That's just more admin or busy work. And you know, for certainty that you can put those things in there, set a due date. It's going to get done. It's going to get done correctly. And you can focus on the things that are really generating income. You can focus on your clients, all those really important things. It is the best relief. Another thing I personally love about having team members is that you have a partner or partners to talk things through with and get really valuable opinions and ideas. I think it's becoming more common, but even as of a couple years ago, nobody really in my real life understood or maybe still doesn't understand what I do in my business on a day-to-day basis. I'm pretty sure my husband still thinks I build websites, which by the way, I don't. I would like to. I think that would be really cool. I would like to say I could, but I can't. (laughs) 
So having those people that intimately know your business, know your clients, they have insights and opinions and are incredible sounding boards for new ideas you have when things get tough, all of those things. It's so nice not to feel alone in your business. And even if you have some amazing support, a coach or a mastermind, I think there's still things that, you know, whether it's due to confidentiality or just the nuance of operating a day-to-day business, that team members really bring like that next level of support to the table. And I also think that if you don't currently have a project management system, you haven't needed one, or you might've set something up, but just aren't using it consistently. It does help to have other people in the tool that are using it consistently. It helps you show up. It helps you really organize your thoughts and what needs to get done when. It just helps you think through that next step and get out of that knee-jerk responsive mode into more of that strategic thinking and planning mode. It, It forces that change. And for some of us, it's more uncomfortable than others, but it's super, super valuable to be able to have those things written out and see them from a 40,000 foot view instead of just always feeling like you're behind or tackling what's due that day and not having the time to really plan out your days, weeks, months, years. So if you came to this episode hoping for a little bit of insight into hiring and should you bring someone into your business right now, I think the first thing that I would encourage you to look at is whether you have any team members, contractors right now or not, I encourage people to look at finding support closer to home rather than hiring support in your business that you might not really need. Now, let me explain. I think that especially if you're just starting your business, let's say you're in the first year or year and a half, there's so much value in learning and doing a lot of the things that you're doing in your business. Not only are you figuring out the nuances of software and systems, how you like to do things, maybe shortcuts, all of those tools are really valuable. And where we can really find the biggest return on our investment of money at this point in the business can be through hiring support, like somebody to do meal prep for you, a nanny to watch your kids, someone to come in and clean your house, do your laundry. It's all of those things that really give you not only the peace so you can sit and work on your business when you have time and not be looking around and feel pulled in a bunch of different directions, but also the piece that when you close out at the end of the day, that then it's not like starting a whole nother job and you don't have to then go do a whole nother batch of tasks and not really get to relax or recharge at all. So I think I'm going to harp on a little bit. What I hear people say a lot is they want to start their business and then hire for social media help. At a minimum, most social media managers are going to charge at least $500 a month. And then that goes up from there. You know, it could be substantially more than that. And yeah, that's great. But ultimately, is that going to bring more money into your business than if you had that amount? If you spent $500 on childcare, $500 on pre-made meals delivered to your house or someone to come clean your house, I would say for most people that $500 spent in that area of your life is going to give you back a bigger investment than if you hired somebody for social media in the beginning. Even if 
some of that time you spent interacting on social media just as yourself, imperfectly showing up, doing behind the scenes, that engagement is gold and something that you can't replicate no matter who you hire. And building that relationship and having that opportunity to interact with people that are following you, coming to you as an expert in what you're doing is a gift and a tool so that when you are ready to outsource it, you're really clear on what your audience wants, what you still need to show up and do, and how you can leverage social media to your best advantage. Now, if you're one of those people who waited too long and know that they needed to hire, but just for all of the reasons, haven't done it yet. I'm not saying don't, but I am saying manage your expectations. Do not expect to feel a large sense of relaxation and relief in probably week one, week two, in probably the first month. I think you have to know that your workload is going to ease over time. Things are going to get better, but it's not going to be overnight. When you're thinking about hiring support, you also have to examine or talk out with your business bestie or someone who can give you some advice about whether faulty thinking is holding you back and moving forward. Sometimes we put up our own roadblocks and say, for example, Michelle, who does the incredible copy for the podcast, the show notes, the description. She was out last week and I needed an email sequence written. And I could have said, well, can't do it. Going to have to wait, going to have to put this off and put that off. But instead what I did, because I do have supportive team to take other tasks off my plate, is I found an amazing freebie that was a three email sequence for someone that opts in and I took it, rewrote it in my own words, and it was done. And so I didn't let somebody not being available be the thing that stopped me from getting something done. And in this instance, if you're curious, (laughs) the email sequence that I'm talking about is the sequence that you'll get when you sign up for our opt-in about how to create your dream team. So we have this amazing workbook that talks you through thinking about your vision and your values, your life and your business. It talks about doing a time study to see where your time is really being spent. And then it has an amazing Google Sheet spreadsheet that you can track what tasks in your business are being done in a recurring basis a place to add a video for it, a place to add a a link to a written standard operating procedure, all of those things that you need to save and document in your business, it provides a template for that. And if you haven't already downloaded it, you can find it at julietraining.com backslash starter kit. If you get that, you will see that the three email sequence that you get after that freebie is the one that I wrote last week. So It's like an extra bonus. You're behind the scenes now. So I hear people say like, I can't have an email list because I don't have a website. Not true, right? Because you can have a landing page on something like MailerLite, which is free, that then adds them to your email list also in MailerLite, which then, you know, is free up to a certain amount of sins, which I think is like a thousand a month. So examine your beliefs. And if you're not getting stuff done because you think I have to hire someone to do it when in reality there are free or low cost options. You could do a swap with somebody. Don't let the mindset of feeling like you have to hire hold you back in what you want to do in your business. But on the other side of that, if you want to do something more specialized, like launch a podcast, 
you have a strategy, you have a plan, you have an idea, but in reality, it doesn't make sense for you, for most people to learn podcasting from A to Z, to learn how to edit, to learn how to submit to all the platforms, to spend the time every week writing your show notes and your social captions, all of those things. Like that probably doesn't make sense for most business owners to learn on their own. So in that case, thinking about bringing someone on to do something like that would really leverage your time and make a lot of sense. So if you liked this episode, I'm so excited because we have so many resources and things coming your way. In April, we are launching our first micro audio summit, which is a podcast series, very small, select invited group of speakers that are going to dive deep into a topic. We're going to talk about it more soon. It's going to be a lot of fun and super high value and completely free. We're also going to do a hiring series in April. So if you've been putting it off or you just know your process could improve, you could find the right people easier, faster, and have a better retention. We have that all coming up in April because We're currently working on revamping the hiring program that we launched last year. We're adding more lessons, more templates, and more resources to make it be one of those no-brainer things that you can leverage to take your business to the next level. Now, I'm super curious to what you guys think about this topic. If you have any thoughts, send me a message. Instagram DM is always a good one. Julie Calcote OBM over there. You can send me a message on Facebook in the DMs. Now, for those of you that are curious and want a sneak peek into what an OBM who uses a ton of tools and whose clients use a ton of tools uses in her own business slash my own business, then stay tuned. I have had so many emails and messages lately asking me what I'm using and loving for my course hosting, funnels, email list, all those things. And what I personally am obsessed with is FG funnels. I've used so many other programs for both my clients and for myself. And for most of them, I can say they were really clunky to use. They had either ugly or unintuitive designs and their email systems just really struggled, especially for those all-in-one platforms with being able to send emails at all or just really bad tagging capability. So part of what I love about FG Funnels is there are so many things in one. I think a trend in 2021 that's going to continue over the next couple of years is platforms trying to step up and making it the all-in-one place that you can run your business from. Now, there's a danger in that because some platforms are going to offer things and they're not going to do it as well as the standalone platform. But I, for me, FG Funnels is one of those softwares and companies that just gets better and better with every update and every iteration. So I'm able to host my entire course in there. I was able to move my email list from MailerLite there and it was easy. I really love what I've been able to set up. And if you guys follow Funnel Gorgeous, I love their releases. They produce, in my opinion, some of the best looking and most 
strategic up-to-date funnels out there. And if you are part of their program, you can simply just put in a request and have that entire funnel put into your account for free. And I think minimum for most of these funnels, what I'm talking about is a sales page, an opt-in page, thank you page, registration page. That's like the whole kit and caboodle. At a minimum, those things are going to be $99 plus when you buy them individually. And every time you see something you like and have it put into your account, there's no extra cost for that. There's also an FG Funnels University, which I love. I've used it. And when there's tasks that I assign to my team, I just assign them to watch the video in FG Funnels. That way I don't have to create recreate the wheel. I don't have to spend my time training on it. They can go right to the source, find the best, most up-to-date information, and then implement whatever we need to have done. There's also an amazing Facebook user group. They have weekly calls, usually multiple times a week to get people onboarded, to answer tech questions. The people that are working and updating that software every day are in there and participate in that group. If I was using another software, I would be buying the Funnel Gorgeous templates, paying for them separately, and then uploading into something that in my experience was not easy or intuitive to update or use. So for me, it's a perfect all-in-one. I love all of its functionality. And we have the link in the show notes if you're curious and want to learn more about FG Funnels. And if you're still with me, I can't tell you how grateful I am to have this opportunity. If they took away my whole office and everything about my business, this podcast is my heart and I love, love being here and sharing with you guys. So I hope this episode was helpful to you and we'll talk soon.